TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. We do welcome you to the Two Guys in a Mic Show. Talk like a champion today. There's our sign right up there in homage to the uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Talk like a champion today. Big dog and a coach with you right up until 11 o'clock. It's a midweek Wednesday. Got a little thunder, lightning, rainage action outside. But uh, big dog, nothing to complain about. It's a beautiful time to be alive. How are you, my friend? And are you ready for 56 minutes and 38 seconds? But who's counting? Of the finest sports talk that we can offer. Since I have to talk like a, since I have to talk like a champion, I will definitely be ready. I don't know if I really will, but I only have to talk like a champion, kind of like Mushin Muhammad. I don't play like one, but I can talk like one. <laughs> Any reference to Mushin Muhammad on this show is always appreciated. But uh, ever since we've had this sign here, again in homage to our good friends from Notre Dame and the sign that they have up in their or at the uh, bottom of the stairs as they go down to the playing field, play like a champion today, this talk like a champion today. Have you noticed, Big Dog, an increase in my professionalism, in my inspiration? Have you noticed a change? Feel free to say no. Well, you do pronounce less names <laughs> wrong. Well, you're, I... still, you're still normally confused and forgetful. Okay. So two out of three at least. Well... I have found one solution, by the way, to pronunciation, pronunciating less names wrong. I just uh-huh. say I just say less names. I leave them up to you. That's good, Coach. Yeah, that's one way of avoiding errors. And by the way, he was an outstanding backup third baseman for the old Cleveland Indians. Less names. I don't know if you remember him or not, but uh, he was a no-hit, good field third baseman. Less names. Loved him and have his still have his baseball card. How many How many nicknames did he have? Uh, four. <laughs> Sounds like more names. Just, just to throw out a number. Big Dog, great to talk to you, my friend. Lots of stuff going on. I do want to talk about our favorite team. We adopted them about, uh, oh, about 72 days ago when the rest of the world adopted them. The Chilean Miners, that's the feel-good story of the day. Uh, they're not a sports team, but they are a team in the truest sense of the word. Want to get to them, but I also want to bring up the baseball game yesterday. Uh, as anticipated, I know the score was 5-1, to one, Dog. I don't know if you watched it or not, but... The people that didn't watch it, the read the score, easy win for Texas. It was not. It was great playoff baseball, but the Rangers survived behind Cliff Lee, five to one. Great ball game. Did you get a chance to um, partake? Uh, no, coach. Uh, I really wish I would have. But yesterday, I was actually refereeing the the flag football league, ah. so uh, I, I didn't get a chance to. Beautiful. So. Well, before we break down Cliff Lee's brilliant pitching performance, anything happened in flag football? How many reaching in fouls did you call once again? I didn't call one penalty God. in four games. What? I did not call one penalty in four games. And it was funny. It was yesterday when uh, I was starting up, like, the, the third game. Yep. I'm walking to my position. And in the field next to me, you know, I saw the girl that that uh, I want to procreate with. Okay. And she catches the pass, and she weaves in and out through women, through men. Mm-hmm the length of the field all the way for a touchdown. And I'm like, oh, my God. 
I was like, I cannot get to know this girl because if she ever did, she would realize that I'm definitely not the guy to date. But how can I have her have my children coach mm-hmm. without, you know what I mean? Because if she ever got to yeah. know me, she probably would not like me. You so know it's, it's not like it's not like you want to get married, have a long-term relationship, but you would like to procreate. Well, I wouldn't mind, but I'm sure she would. You well, know, that that would be the issue. Goes so I without have to saying. figure out how to have her have my masculine son without ever getting to, like, really, you know. <laughs> that's what I have to figure out, Coach. Well, maybe there could be, like, a new social website for that. You know, um, borrow my ovaries dot com or something like that. Yeah, something like that. You know, uh, lead my spermatozoa to the promised land dot com. Uh, <laughs> and it, it is like take it to the house. You know, <laughs> take it to the house. <laughs> Procreation <laughs> can be fun. dot uh, com dot org dot net, whatever it might be. Uh, I'm sure there's a there's a winning formula in there somewhere. Yeah, but I don't want to mess up her career, so you know, and I I don't think yeah. it's going to happen. All right. You know, the, the fact she will be a professional football player, I think. Yeah, I could just tell, though, the way you were describing her weaving in and out of defenders, avoiding all of them, you were getting a little bit heated up as you talked, and whatever procreation thoughts you had, I think we're uh, reprocreating. Yeah, like, people are like, you know, is she beautiful? Is she is she nice? Does she have a big brain? I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea about any of these things. I just see her weaving what in is, and out of traffic and football, snagging, what, you know, catches, what is, dominating defensively. It's unbelievable. Who cares about personality and looks when you've got somebody that can avoid tacklers on a regular basis? I mean, she does seem kind of <laughs> nice. I really don't know, you know, but I think I got to really have these uh, tips. My goodness, in and out. Yeah. Wow. But the bigger I, picture, I, big dog, the bigger picture is, is, is I'm worried you're getting a little soft in your old age. Four games of officiating, no penalties, no penalties in four games. That's not the Joel Radwanski that we used to know and love. No, well, no, no, no anyways. I, I do, I, I do it by the, I, I, I like lay the line down. I'm like, I'm going to call this, this, and this. It was really, it's, I don't know, it's hard to explain. There really wasn't any penalties to be called. So the other mm-hmm. guy that I go with, he calls everything. So. All right. There's a big difference. All right. We got listeners already upset with you a couple of days ago when they found out through your eight-year playing career, four years in high school, four in college, I think that you divulged. Pardon me? Don't forget Little League either. All right. How many years of Little League did you play? I just won. I'm sorry. I only played for nine years. So nine years. One year of youth (laughs) football, four in high school, four in college. And a couple of days ago, you tell us you only, only through nine years of football had two concussions we had a lot of emailers that were quite upset actually calling you soft for only being concussed two times i wonder how many i actually doled out though coach okay. probably more than i received i would have to say i'm only thinking i had two concussions but i do know mm-hmm. one thing i definitely had a concussion when i had my car accident oh my goodness for like legitimately mm-hmm. i'm not kidding you for months i don't think i felt right which car but, accident like this was a car accident Right before I met you, Coach, I'm driving down uh, 9094, and some idiot, I swear to you, <laughs> needed to come over. Like he needed to, he needed to get into our lane, and he screams something at me. And I'm like, "What the heck just happened?" Next thing I know, he drills the rear. He did like a Tony Stewart on me. Mm-hmm. He drills the rear quarter panel wow. of my car. Okay, and I wipe out, and I go directly. Now I'm on 9094, the part where it's elevated, just south of the loop where oh, you would. Boy. Go to the right to get on 290. Not, not where you want to be when you're getting hit from behind. So at this point, I'm doing like 60 miles an hour, and I'm headed directly at it. So I like I, I don't really slam on the brakes, but I turn the wheel, and I kind of hit it to the side and slam up against it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person I was with, she was like, I thought we were going to go over the side. You know, she was like, I, she was like, I thought we were dead. 
she's like, and nothing happened. Or she had like a little bit of whiplash. Mm-hmm. I hit my head on the side of the like not the window, like the side window or the other window. That pole in between the like that goes down on the angle. Slam my head up against that, coach. I'm not. I, I know I've told you this story. That's why it's funny. I don't know why you bring it up. Maybe yeah. you, you like the ending, but I, don't... I was all knocked out. The next, the car leaves. Okay, goes down Roosevelt Road. And we don't see it again. And it, like, uh, it was amazing how quick IDOT was there, the Illinois Department of Transportation. They were there legitimately, Coach, in less mm-hmm. than a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. There were at least three different cars that stopped to see if we were okay and tell the cops, hey, they were just driving and some guy just drilled them. They told, the guy got Tony Stewarted. And then, you know, so I really appreciate <laughs> all those people stopping, especially the cops and IDOT. Uh-huh. The next day, we find out that about three, four minutes later, the, when that traffic accident happened, right. uh, seven kids from the suburbs got ran off the road on Lakeshore Drive and were all killed. Car was flipped. They ever catch the guy? No, they never catch the guy. Never caught. So some rampant serial, maniacal driver who was trying to run people off the road. Yes, and he was high on something, Coach. Mm-hmm. Because I am not kidding you. Uh, the person I was with, they were like, like we still, we had no idea what it said. It sounded like the devil was screaming at us. I'm not kidding. He was like, that's what it sounded like, wow. but a lot louder. Wow. Maybe, was it on a Sunday? Maybe it was a Bears fan celebrating a big win over the uh, Carolina Panther. It was on a Sunday morning at about oh. 2 a.m. Oh. It was hours before I was about to do my radio In show. In that case, maybe, on, it was a, maybe it was a Bears player. You never know. Could have been backup. Field, coach. It could have been backup linebacker Ross Brubacher. Yeah, stranger things have happened Sunday morning at two a.m. It was it was, was two thousand and two, coach. I, ah. I, he, he was no longer the backup. Had to bring in a Ross. So I think Bru- he was starting at this point. He was fifty-one. <laughs> oh goodness! By the way, you said you've told me that story before. Honestly, I, I kid you not. I have no recollection of that story. Which, like, like I, I said, you don't have recollection. Recollection. No. I've already brought this up. This. I don't recollect too many recollections. And, you know, you've had one car accident concussion, two football concussions. I've had no concussions of note, and I'm the one that can't remember anything, so go figure. Maybe I was concussed at some point. You must have been, Coach. I think I was. Honestly. Uh, and you, you just, you might not know. I, I, seriously, because, like, the like uh, the first time I was concussed, I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. The second time, I knew what it was by that uh-huh. time. The third time, like, right when it happened, I was like, oh, no. Oh mm-hmm. no! <laughs> I was like, this is not going to be good. I, I, I look legitimately, coach. I didn't leave my house for about a week. I couldn't even have the lights on. Who, it was really bad. Who drove your uh, car home? One of the fine members of IDOT. Um, I don't remember any of that part of it. Okay, but you I did. Do you did not. There and the cop being like, "Are you drunk?" <laughs> I'm like, no. Uh-huh. I just all I remember. I remember other people around me, and I that's, I don't remember really much of that. I do remember uh, my girlfriend at the time, like, screaming, we've got to get out of the car, we've got to get out of the car. And I couldn't because my uh, my door was trapped up against the side of wow. the elevated part of the highway. Wow. You know, and uh, so, and I'm like, I ain't getting out. I'm not getting mm-hmm. out. I remember, I remember that part. It was like right after it happened. And she's, because of the airbags and all that powder and stuff, I wasn't thinking clearly, obviously. Mm-hmm. 
Very oh, scary. I'm not kidding you. Like, I got was there, and they were like, you got to get out of this car with all that powder in there. So mm-hmm. and I'm like, I, and then after that, everything gets really, 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 really fuzzy. Very, like very scary. Days. Back in 2002, just to put an ad end to the story, the girlfriend in the car to that uh, helped the relationship, hurt the relationship, and when exactly did the girlfriend become the ex? Uh, on April 1st of 2007, oh. when the divorce went through. So the girlfriend at the time of the accident became then the wife. Yes, Coach. Nice. Okay. Well, it, to be honest with you, it's just, we probably should have ended it right there. Right there is what I should have ended. Oh, you're saying so. that was an omen of sorts. Yeah, All of a was, sudden, we're turning into marriage counseling. It's the best way. Mm-hmm. There was, I was going the wrong way because... She kept screaming at me on the way home, and I was so frustrated. I took a wrong turn. I knew how to get home. I had been there a million times. So that's, that's basically why we were in that situation. All right, ladies and gentlemen, one auto concussion, two football concussions, but now battling through it all and doing uh, quality sports talk radio. Well, sports talk radio anyways here. You want to uh, talk to the big dog or the coach, talk some sports, talk concussions, whatever it might be, 888 48, the phone number. If you're a member of IDOT, we'd love to hear from you. I don't know how many IDOT, Illinois Department of Transportation listeners we have, Big Dog, but I have to believe we're at least somewhat big in the IDOT community. And uh, any IDOT uh, people listening out there, uh, dial it up at 888-463-6748. We should mention our producer, David Olson, on guard today, uh, answering the phones, taking care of the sound effects, production, doing research, etc. David basically is a one-man team over there, Big Dogs, since we uh, had our last female intern leave once again. Well, yeah, he's doing a good job, by Excellent. the way, yeah. and, and I'm glad he's over there. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, it's funny, we used to have, uh, like, nine guys producing our old show. Yes. But it was only Kevin, the Swamp Ride Horan, doing anything, and eight people watching us. Do you remember that? I was That's like, you pretty... all complaining that they hate working here? Pretty... I haven't seen them do anything in six years. Very close to an accurate there. description. You're right. There was about eight staff people, one of which worked. The other eight just ran around and made sure the one guy was working. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All they did was complain about their boss, yeah. which they had every reason to. Who was okay. it whose official position was the assistant to the assistant director? We also used to call him the ass to the ass. That was uh, Matt K. K. Kolsky. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Too many levels of management, Big Dog, not only in radio, but I think that's a problem in business. Uh, and, and I think I could say if we say in government as well. Oh, yeah. definitely in government, definitely in business. But, yeah. Yeah. By the way, Election yeah, Day, too, November. They're all hand-in-hand hand right now. Well, don't say politics and hand-in-hand, hand, please. That might be taken the wrong way. November 2nd, Election Day, we're going to have a special Election Day uh, show here. David Olson is putting it together, and it might involve, Big Dog, you and me being off the air and uh, having a political discussion between Dave and his assistant producer, Randy Myers, which might be scintillating sports talk radio. So the, the highlight of the show, the special production, is that we won't be on the show. You like okay, that? Okay, that sounds like a good day. A Tuesday, <laughs> uh, considering what time I drove to get home, Yeah, might be good for me. What so. do you go up? Is that a tra- family tradition? You go out partying the night before uh, election day? Oh, on Monday? Yeah. Oh, heck yeah, Coach. <laughs> that, that's typically what it is. It's like, uh, you know, go watch Monday Night Football, you Woo! know, drink, We're and then go find out. ourselves a four- Party Finders on! Balance are open at 6 a.m. Woo! I never yeah, knew that was a... 4 a.m. bar, and then uh, 
get out of the 4 a.m. bar, have some breakfast, and then to like 5.15 go vote somewhere <laughs> and make a mockery of the whole uh, election electoral process. Uh, stop it. We might have some young listeners listening to you, big dog, taking you serious. Now, please, voting in the elections, one of the great rights we in America here have. We take it for granted, but as you well know, many other countries, uh, it is not so easy. It is not taken for granted, shall we say. So count your blessings, my friend. Count your blessings. All right. Can we talk some sports, please? Sure. Thank you. Thank you very much. Texas defeated Tampa Bay yesterday, big dog, 5-1. to one. I know you didn't see the game. You read the reports. Cliff Lee under pressure once again, and, you know, he's pitched brilliantly in the playoffs. But sometimes it's hard to, uh, when you've been successful, to one-up yourself, shall we say, to keep that success going. A lot of pressure on Cliff Lee. He was just so cool, so calm, so in control of the entire game. David Price, by the way, your guy, did not pitch badly. Pitched pretty well. Left, I think, in the after six and innings. again, no walk. Yeah. That was his problem, Coach. He's got too much control. He needs to start throwing it all over the place. He'd be much better. He needs to do like a well, wild thing. I'm telling you, hit somebody early in the game. And if you're uh, – we're listening the last couple of days, Big Dog, and I think you had a point. Is your point with David Price pitching is he needed to throw – get a, have a couple pitches, quote-unquote, get away from him and come uh-huh. close to the batters just to get the Texas Rangers out of their comfort zone? But when you watch the game, Big Dog, he didn't do that. His control was very good, but it's not like Texas hit him hard. The three runs they scored were all basically base running plays. So it's a yes I and no. I never – look, I didn't mean to cut you off, Coach, but I did watch the highlights. Okay. Okay. Ricky Henderson used to do that about once a season. Other than that, I've seen that play happen in baseball besides Ricky Henderson like four times which is a base runner scoring from second on a ground out. And they did it twice. It's never happened to the Tampa Bay Rays in their history. They've been around since 1998, mm-hmm. and it happened twice in a game that they were eliminated in the playoffs. It's never happened to them until yesterday. Well, and, and you got to you got to get a little more specific on the play, too. We all learned something about baseball yesterday, a little the nuances. The little things, the little strategies, more so in baseball, I think, by far than any other sport. But the reason the runner on second scored on the ground ball, in both plays you had the pitcher covering first. Okay, So the first baseman tosses the ball to the pitcher. Well, as we all know, the pitcher's back is to the play. For him to catch ball, locate base, and then turn and fire home is a lot more difficult. The first time Big Doug at the first baseman for Tampa Bay would have taken the ball himself. His momentum would have been going forward towards home, and Elvis Andrews would not have been able to score. So a little nuance. You round third base. If you see the flip to the pitcher, boom, you go. If you see the first baseman take it himself, you got to stay. little nuance. We all learned that. It was great base running by the T-Rangers last night. See, when I saw the highlights the first time, I was like, uh, you know, Evan, Evan Mangora was going to have a heart attack. And on the second one, I think he did. I mean, he was so frustrated. (laughs) I mean, he was alerting Carlos Pena before Elvis Andrews even touched third base. Like, hey, hey, you know, pay attention. And then, uh uh-oh. There's a run. Oh, I guess you know. I guess we'll have to have to make that run up against Cliff Lee because that's really easy. You know, he, he gives up a bunch every yes. single game, doesn't he? You know, so uh, I don't know if they would have won or not. But like all of a sudden, that's just so momentum dragging. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to face one of the top four pitchers in the game of baseball, and you're giving away runs like that. I mean, it's, 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 that can't be good. All of a sudden, it sounded like the big dog's voice is coming from the Chilean minor cave. 
You're not well, too no, thought- I, I went down there. Oh, and okay. I, I found, those guys were not down there. And, but I did find out, Coach, that they had to be back at work at 7 a.m. because they were out of vacation time. <laughs> oh, Once they're all up and safe, then the jokes will start. Not quite yet. They're not all up and safe. Oh, they're but, not uh, up there yet? No, I want to I want to get to them in a second, but but finishing the uh, Texas over Tampa Bay story. Let me ask you this cuz you're a long-time odds maker guy. Uh if I would have said at the start of that series all five games will be won by the road team, if I would have placed a bet in Las Vegas, what kind of odds would I have gotten? Well, let me you would have got probably 150 to 1. 150 to 1. It's not bad. Uh uh-uh. It's not bad. And that's exactly, of it's course. It's never happened before in the history of baseball. In a five game playoff. Five games, seven games. That's never happened before, coach. First time ever the road team won every single game. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And Tampa Bay just uh, shut, or uh, Texas just shut the Tampa Bay crowd up yesterday, which actually isn't that hard to do because the Tampa Bay crowd uh, they were into it, but let's just say they're not the most vociferous fan base that there yep. is, Big Dog. But uh, Texas shut them up, whatever they were trying to do. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, the, the the Tampa Bay crowd really should be embarrassed of themselves, anyways, Coach. Because when I did watch any of the games, as when I got a chance to, obviously I was watching the you know playoff baseball. But they, they stood on their hands. You know, they, at least they were in the seats, which is unlike regular season games there because nobody goes there. That, that team does not deserve a baseball. That mm-hmm. city does not deserve a baseball team, Coach. I don't care if that seems harsh or whatever. Yeah. Freaking joke. That team is awesome. They're fun to watch, and nobody goes to their games. So why yeah. should they have a team? Not everybody is sitting on their hands. If you watch Tampa Bay uh, Ray regular season baseball, when they flash to the upper deck big dog, you will see, how do I gently put this? They're not sitting on their hands. You will see seniors with an occasional grope. Definitely. An occasional what? Oca- occasional groping going on on the upper deck of Tampa Bay. So they're definitely not That's sitting. Not- I'm not saying they're cheering baseball. I'm not saying they're following the game, but they're not sitting on their hands either. There's some grope action going in the upper deck with the 50 and over crowd. Don't kid yourself. You never noticed that before, huh? I have not, coach. You should pay more attention. I hope they have elevators for those people to get up there. Oh, yes. Absolutely. They don't love people. Well, there are no stairs in the upper deck in Tampa Bay. They thought they, they used, they had stairs originally. But too many people were getting, uh, heart palpitations, so they got rid of the stairs. They put an elevator in. You can get a hip replacement on the way up, I heard. Yes. And an angiogram as well. It's very oh, nice. Not bad. It's very yeah. nice. All right. 888-463-6748. You want to talk some baseball with us? Uh, certainly we'll start, start to not get into it too heavy, but preview the weekend coming up in football. And, uh, big dog, when we come back from our first break, we go to, do got to talk about the Chilean. Is it Chilean or Chilean? What is the proper pronunciation? I like Chilean. I think it's Chilean as well. Chilean. Sounds very avant-garde to say Chilean, doesn't it? It makes us sound all a little bit more intelligent. Emphasis on little. The Chilean matters. But, and, um, and emphasis on sound. <laughs> All right. Big Dog, when we come back from the break, we'll talk about that. Okay. And I do want you to uh, give me a quick preview, too, of the Philadelphia and um, uh, <laughs> San Francisco Giants. Thank you very much. Philadelphia and Giants series with a classic pitching matchup. But we have to wait till Saturday for that game, huh? Oh, man. Woo. Come on. What's with the layoff? Why would they go up against football again? Yeah. I, I, I don't have anything to do tonight. 
seriously. The Giants. I was like actually looking forward to watching some baseball tonight. Well, there's it's no fun. reason it shouldn't be on. The Giants won their game. Was it Monday? Yeah. yeah. Monday. They clinched it Monday. So, all right, you know, day out, you got to get some scheduling, some hotel stuff done. Thursday? Friday? But they're going to wait till Saturday. And we all know how the weather is going to get colder and colder and colder out there. So, um, mm-hmm. matter of fact, Steve Rosenblum, who, again, I don't like as a writer, but had another great line in the paper today. Apparently, Bud Sealing, your guy, Big Dog, is thinking of adding another round to the baseball playoffs. Which okay. will be a brutal thing. So Rosenblum goes after hearing that. He says, "Oh boy, I can hardly wait to find out who who the next Mister Thanksgiving will be." <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Mister October, we're gonna have a Mister Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, we don't need to extend the playoffs. Would you, would you agree with that? I don't know no, if Bud Selig no, is no. listening right now, but your thoughts on that quickly? For for two reasons. One and foremost, exactly what you said. I, I agree totally with that. And and secondly, <laughs> Bud, you have the best regular season in all of sports. It actually means something if you win a division or get the wild card in your particular league because only eight teams make the playoffs. Don't change it. Do not change it. And, Bud, if you want better television ratings, you might realize that on Saturday night, either people are going out or they're degenerate gamblers watching football. (laughs) If you want better ratings, have games on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday night. Yes, Bud, exactly. You will get better ratings on weeknights. That was nicely done. I think Bud Selig should have like a fans commission, Dave. And if there is a fans commission, the Big Dog absolutely needs to be on it. What if, if I don't know if Bud's listening or not, Big Dog. That was a great message for Bud. What if his daughter Wendy is listening? What message would you give Wendy and keep it clean, please? I'm available. <laughs> That's it? Well, she's loaded, isn't she? She owns the <laughs> Brewers, right? Uh, she does. Well, I mean, I don't even know what she looks like. I can care less. It's not like I would ever even hang out with her, but I'd be more than happy to date her. So a perfect relationship for you would be to procreate with the flag football girl and to get yeah, married oh, to, and to get married yeah. to Wendy Seelig. Then you'd be very happy. Yeah, that way I won't, I won't have to, because I'm sure the flag football girl, flag football girl, I'm a big fan of her. She seems like a really nice girl. So yep. before she like gets to know me yep. and like I ruined that, I figured, you know, and I might as well just marry Wendy Seelig. Right. So now you've got the money to support the procreation with Flag Football Girl. Oh, and, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? And everybody's happy. Yeah. All right, we'll take Is a quick that, break. What's up, Wendy Seelig? <laughs> when we come back, Big Dog and the Coach, we're going to go uh, uh, go over our favorite team, our favorite team, the Chilean Miners. we got to talk about that, talk a little football as well. Phone lines are open, folks, if you want to join us. 888 You never know what you're going to get on the Two Guys in a Mic show. Back in a minute.
The lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. All right, we're back, big dog and the coach again. Thank you so much for joining us. Beautiful midweek Wednesday here, talking sports and more. That's what we do here on the Two Guys and a Mic Show, dog and the coach, our producer, David Olson. Helping us out, as per always, Big Dog, we talked right before the break about, uh, and we've talked often on this show since it uh, came to fruition, I don't know, I guess almost three months ago, but uh, all the sports cliches play here because it's exactly what they had to do, overcoming odds, sticking together um, when the situation looked at its worst, uh, finding a way to grasp victory at the you know the hands of defeat. Uh, what would you say, Doug? Work as a team. Yeah, working as a team. I mean, the ultimate, the ultimate example of teamwork and sticking together when things did not look good. The Chilean miners, the rescue mission did start yesterday. Last check, all is going well. I think there's like 12 or 13 up, still about 20 to go. But big deal. I don't know if you've seen some of the, the video. It is heartwarming indeed. As good as anything you'll ever see in the world of sports. Uh, coach, I gotta be honest with you. It's, uh, this is what I about the best story. That has happened in 2010. Yep. I mean, not for those guys that are down there, but if they all get out, it, it, you know what? It's, it's it's just like a heartwarming story. They haven't been forgotten. Those people of Chile, they've really shown. Like, I mean, they seem to care. That might sound like a little strange and maybe cheesy, but mm-hmm. it, it's been cool seeing the stories of like these Chilean people, what they've done to help these miners out, what yep. they've contributed and stuff. Yep. Really, really cool. Brought a whole country together. You hate to have oh, it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You hate to have it done that way, but it's brought a whole country together. Uh, David Olson, I, I was surprised at how healthy that they looked coming out. I mean, it was amazing, especially the first few people. And I guess they did take some of the healthier, some of the healthier ones in the beginning. But it was amazing when they came out. They looked, you know, like they had just done a tough day at work in the mine. Yeah, they got to really count those miners when they come out and make sure they're, you know, all still there. What's that supposed to mean? Well, you know, bolstering the food supply, survival of the fittest down there. So, oh boy, are you? You're not saying that for real? No, I'm kidding. Okay, I'm kidding. But no, they were sending. They were sending food. <laughs> Jeez, what a what a nasty thought. For a minute, I thought, what a gruesome. Well, were you, were you just were you trying to say that they just let them starve, or were you trying to say they ate the other one? I was saying they ate the other one. Survival of the fittest. Yikes! You do what you got to do to survive, big dog. But hey, no, they're, but they've they been sending like I mean, they were sending food down to them, or yes. at least protein gel or whatever. So, and I guess they were staying active mm-hmm. to keep their minds off things. So, boy, incredible tough. In making, making the best of a bad situation. Boy. And speaking of which, <laughs> that graphic that they keep showing of the tube that they send them down yes. that they're riding up in, that looks kind of fun. I mean, it's it's stink to be trapped down not, there, but but the ride up the shaft looks not like for someone fun. with yeah. a minor case of claustrophobia like me. Not fun. I get I get the willies just thinking about being in that thing. Uh, I I haven't seen it yet. How do you say we in in Spanish, David? <laughs> you just put a schwa over those e's in there. Oh, um, okay. Oh, good. It's better. My right. favorite guy, big dog. The second guy who came out. Was uh-huh. awesome. The second guy came out, had this natural charisma. I believe me, you're going to see him on the talk show circuit before long. This guy had tremendous charisma. He reminded me, David. I don't know if you remember Big Dog. Uh, 
winning the Academy Award, he looked like and he had the reaction of, you remember Robert Benini from, what was that? Oh, Life, Life is, is Beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. From By Life the is, way, that you, movie was great. Yes, it great. was. And do you remember when he won the Academy Award, his reaction? Yes. That was yes. this guy. The minor comes in, and that's exactly, he looked like that guy, and that's the way he was acting. He was high-fiving everybody. He gave, like, five giant bear hugs to the Chilean president. He's going around. The only thing is he ignored his wife a little bit, gave her a nice kiss, and then he started to high-five. I think he was thinking about his book deals already, but he, the joy in his face, the, the thrill that he had and the way he interacted with the crowd was awesome. He actually had the Chilean president in tears after he was taken away. The guy was so... Uh, emotional but that was really cool have you seen any of the uh, youtube video or the videos big dog of any of the uh, chilean miners being brought up I, I have not been able to do that coach i've been working on way too many things uh mm -hmm. yesterday I, I like i filmed like a, a bunch of new videos uh for uh big dog versus the spread and then last night i had a right by disclaimer coach i'm gonna what do you call it a preview of me now i'll actually do the disclaimer tomorrow on the show if you don't mind so I have I've been really really busy, buddy. I have no idea what you're talking about. What what disclaimer? A disclaimer for my for my videos. I'll do, I'll read it tomorrow on air. I'm okay. sorry, I don't want to like distract right. you. I I get you off of a thought, and you're you're like a like a <laughs> like a child in the woods. Okay. I did go to the ChitownMix.com website to go see the big dog, and I noticed uh, a link for our show. Very very nice on there. I appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. But I could not find your most recent picks. They still had the old picks up there. Yeah, they, uh, I thought they were supposed to be up, but they weren't. The guy was complaining that it it, yeah. it took him like 24 hours to produce. So okay. it should be up any minute now, Coach. I'll let you know. All right. You look very good making last week's pick, though, as what, you know, picking LSU for victories. Looks even better this week now after the fact. Yeah, no, I got to keep telling him, take that Baylor one down. You know, all, all the ones that we have, the one that got the most hits was the one that I that I predicted the lo that I was wrong on. Ah. No, but the, the recap, Coach, you're going to have to watch the recap from last week. I, I legitimately think this is the best thing I've ever done entertainment-wise in my how, entire life. How do we watch the recap? What do we hit? Well, you would just go to ChitownMix.com. Yeah, that's the easy and part. And then it's the, the the new ones will be up, so just But you said recap. The recap. What is the recap? Recap of the last recap week? recap of last week's pick. And that, that, like, preludes this week's bit? Yes, exactly. Okay. okay. Very, very confusing, folks. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I just want people to go there and watch them. Actually, the ChitownMix.com website is very entertaining, but it can be a bit confusing. It's like a montage of different things. Yes. 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 All right. Uh, I'm a sports guy. Laura Sweets or Fleets or whatever is mm -hmm. uh, like the political columnist. Yeah. We got some dude giving out horoscopes. Oh, yeah. my goodness. A lot of good stuff on there. A lot of good stuff. No question about wings. it. Anybody out there you want to talk? We've talked to us some baseball right now, the playoffs, and certainly the rescue of the Chilean miners, as Big Dog said. Easily the feel-good story of 2010, maybe the entire decade for that matter. Let's hope that everything finishes out okay. David Olson, our producer, giving us the gruesome thought. Let's not celebrate it until we see all 33 come out. Now, now have you heard the, get over that. Have you heard the story uh, about the miner whose wife and girlfriend met at one of the vigil sites? Oh, I have not. He's scheduled to be no, number, number 21 pulled out. Yeah, apparently he's got a wife and a girlfriend, so. and they met at one of the prayer vigils. So the videotape for that one could be pretty interesting. Could be pretty interesting. That's number 21 on your roster. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's outstanding. Funny. That's outstanding. We'll see what happens. Have the two of them um, 
gotten together a little bit? Is there any meshing or? Uh, not sure, not sure. But I'll show you. The, I'll show you the story after, after the show. Uh, by rights, Big Dog, the girlfriend. He's the only guy that doesn't want to get pulled out of the. <laughs> the I'll go. I'll go twenty seventh. Let somebody else go. <laughs> the girlfriend, Big Dog. Come on, she should stay in the limelight. Stay out of the way. That's just not right. Yes, she should. Thank you very much. All right, eight 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 four six three sixty seven. 48, the phone number, 888 We now know who the compatriots are, the final four in Major League Baseball. You want to talk some baseball, that great Rangers-Rays game yesterday, we can do that. Preview the football weekend coming up ahead. Big deal, we haven't talked much uh, hockey, but here in Chicago, as we all know, the NHL season off and running. Well, off anyways. I don't know about the running part. Uh, people are still getting into it. But the Blackhawks off to a one-and-two start, our defending Stanley Cup champ dog, there's been some positive. There's been some negative so far. The positive, I guess, um, the play of the, the the star defenders, Seabrook and Duncan Keith, they're as good as ever. Apparently, I haven't watched much, but Marion Hosa, the pickup from the Red Wings, who was good last year, has taken his game to another level. They say right now he, he may be the best player in the whole National Hockey League. There's your positive for you, Hosa, playing great for the Hawks. Now, that's a really, really bold statement. I, I don't know if I will go that far I, after three games. Yeah, he's played really well, but I, I will say this. He played a lot better in the playoffs than people gave him credit for because yeah. he was getting absolutely checked by everybody. Everybody on the other team were treating him like the number one player, and it opened it up for everyone else. Mm-hmm. But it, but last year, he might not have scored a lot of points, but he was coming off the, the, the shoulder surgery. So he's got everything going for him right now, Coach. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. So if he is the best player in hockey, we'll find out because he's healthy. Let's hope he can keep that up. Backup goalie Corey Crawford is looking good. You remember last year at this time they had a veteran goalie, uh, Cristobal Huey, uh, who was the starter, and Anton Niemi was the backup. Corey Crawford the backup right now. Might we see a similar storyline with Marty, don't call me mid-30s, no. Turco? You know what? I, I don't. I don't see a problem with that. I, and I hopefully Quinville will do exactly what he did last year: flip flop these goalies every single game, keep both of them fresh, and then ride the hot one in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now, that right. was great. That was a great coaching job last year by Quinville. Yeah, you don't stick with the 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 uh, tradition. You don't stick with the way things should be. You go with the guy who's performing the best. It would have been easier for him to stick with Cristobal Huey, the veteran. He took a chance a little bit, and it was pretty easy. And the Bears, Chicago Bear coaching staff, finally is kind of starting to come around to that way after the last four or five years when they played guys sometimes on reputation. It's pretty simple. You play the people. And on contracts, yeah. Yeah, play the people who are playing best. That's why Anton Niemi got the job last year. By the way, speaking of playing well, another strength for the Hawks this year, apparently, and again, I'm not going to claim that I've watched a ton of Hawks hockey here, but they're fourth one. Not the first, second, and third, but line number four playing extremely well, and it's led by the youngster Jack Skill, Big Dog. Always good to have some depth. Line four doing quite well for the Hawks. And that was the biggest question about the Blackhawks coming into this year because, uh, let's face it, I don't know if they have, like, the most elite players in the world, but they they had the most depth in in hockey last year. It it seemed like all four of their lines were getting it done, and there was so much change this year. Like their fourth line was the one that got hit the hardest. So Mm -hmm. it sounds like a bunch of guys that that really want to prove that they belong in the NHL. All right. On the negative side, we're talking our defending champion Stanley Cup Chicago Blackhawk here uh, and NHL hockey. Just a brief visit to the world of ice here in a uh, 
mid-October Wednesday. We're not all into hockey all that much, but on the negative side thus far, a little struggle for our starting goalie, Marty Turco. And on a bigger note, Big Dog, the defense is, um, the depth is breaking down a little bit. Brian Campbell injured. Uh, Jalmerson did get a two-game suspension, so he's out for a while. You worry, do you not, that Duncan Keith and Seabrook are going to play so many minutes early that they might not be at their best late when well, it counts? I don't, I don't mind them playing a lot of minutes right now because, quite simply, let's face it, there's a long enough time before the playoffs. Seabiscuit, Duncan Keith, will be, he'll be, they'll be all right. So we'll get Campbell back. Jalmerson only missing two games, no big deal. They'll be able to get uh, their minutes back down, get the legs in good enough shape, and they'll be all right come playoff time, Coach. All right. But I do appreciate you being worried about the fact that they're that it, it's all about the playoffs in hockey and not yeah. about winning games in October. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your appreciation. I appreciate the appreciation you have. A great point you brought up. It's not so much the minutes played now. It's the minutes played when you get near the playoffs. That's outstanding insight for a guy that's uh, actually had three concussions in the last 10 years. Uh, 888-463-6748. Final note, Hawks are at home tonight. Big Dog taking on Nashville. And I believe David Olson, our producer, has carted up for us the highlights of Nashville Predator Hockey, the great tradition of Nashville hockey. And I think you got it. Yeah, we got it up. Are you ready, Dog? I'm ready. Here it is. Nashville Predator Highlight Hockey, their great tradition. That it, Dan? I would have to say the Predators' highlights were Game 1 and Game 3 of uh, the playoffs last year against the Blackhawks. (laughs) By the way, that was not a technical blip. That was actually the tape of the Nashville highlights. (laughs) I never get tired of that, Coach. (laughs) Seriously, I don't. (laughs) Oh, goodness. What what did you say was the highlight of Nashville hockey, Big Dog? Games 1 and Games 3 last year against the Blackhawks. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they they look phenomenal. And if you remember, I'm not a sinner, let myself on the back again, but that was only I was only worried about Nashville last year during the playoffs. If you remember, I was like San Jose. I wasn't worried. Vancouver I wasn't worried. Philadelphia wasn't worried. I was freaking out the first round against Nashville before the series even started. I did not like that matchup for the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. And the Hawks won that, but it was a battle. Even if they won, what was the final in that series? Four two. Okay. Uh, the, the the Predators won uh, yep. games one and games three. Yep. They won game one, and people were jumping off bridges here in the city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. People are jumping off bridges now also, but uh, not for Blackhawk hockey, unfortunately. For seems like if somebody abuses you on Facebook or in a tweet, uh, way too many kids are jumping off bridges, but that's a whole other story. And a sad well, one. I better I be careful have. that I make fun of everybody. Yeah, well, be careful because, and that's, that's an, let me just, you know, we'll, we'll show you again, you never know what you're going to get on two guys in a mic. Let me, let me throw this at you real quick because there has been a lot of terrible tragedies with college and high school kids that have had, uh, we all know about the one with the videotape, uh, from the roommate and a couple others that are being bullied via the internet, be it Facebook, Twitter, or whatever. And we, and the, tragically, these people have committed suicide. There's been four or five of late. The question I have for you, big dog, if you were on the jury, the people that did the bullying, and we all know it's wrong and it's terrible what they did, but I don't, you know, in most cases, they didn't know the person's going to kill themselves. So, do you give a lesser offense, you know, a little, no, a significant slap on the wrist, and maybe a little, you know, probation, maybe even some minor jail time? But in some cases, some of these people are talking about five years in jail because Ridiculous. the person ended out killing themselves. I kind of have mixed feeling on this because I, I have no tolerance for bullying. I think it's just. 
sick cruelty. But then again, they didn't know the person's going to kill themselves. You know, well, I, what, I, what, I, but coach, I, it, it goes way beyond. I mean, do you? You're kind of glossing over what those kids actually did to the other kid. I mean, they 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 planted a webcam. Yeah, in the in his room and broadcast it to the school. That's, that's bad. I mean, and it, goes, an, it goes above and beyond a violation of privacy. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you there, and that's that's an extreme of the cases. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I mean, that's it's disgusting. There's no question. But five years in jail? I don't know. Big dumb. That, that's for a jury to decide. That's for a jury to decide. But yeah, it's more wow. Fun. That that that's awful tough. I didn't know that. That's what happened. I mean, because. I was in a case where I was picking up some extra money working at that Mullins bar, and um, somebody on like Facebook made fun of this kid. Doesn't, didn't bully him. Made fun of the kid. And I got to be quite honest with you, Coach. I might sound a little insensitive here, and I'm sorry about that. But you know, the, the kid was a DB. He, he, and but I'm not saying he deserved to die, but I mean he took it so hard. Mm-hmm. Shot himself in the face with a shotgun, right in the living room, so his mom and dad could find him. I mean. Just because somebody made fun of you on Facebook? Seriously? Well, was it just a one-time, one-time yeah. make fun of? Yes. All right. That, that's. Well, they were, I think. Well, I'm not, I, obviously, that kid who made fun of him didn't deserve to, you know, go to prison or anything like that. But right. I, I didn't understand. I didn't know that there was somebody that planted a webcam in a in a bedroom. Yeah, if, that's. If somebody did it to mine, oh my goodness, it would be 19.95 a freaking hour. Yeah, that, that was an extreme case, and certainly uh, absolutely uh, despicable, no question about it. I still, still, even as bad as that was, question if it's five years in jail for that. But I think where the gray area comes, I mean, the situation you mentioned, one or two little comments on Facebook and the guy kills himself, I mean, you know, come on. That's a bit much. But what about some constant berating of, uh, you know, say four or five high school kids of this out-of-the-popularity group, fellow high school student, and they keep after it, you know, three, four, five, six times, maybe over a period of five or six weeks. And then that person, that kid, because of the constant abuse, commits suicide. There comes your gray area because it it wasn't just once or twice, big dog. It was constant. The person ends up killing themselves. And you can see both sides of it. I still think sometimes maybe, you know, extended jail time is a bit extreme. But then again, you don't want to overlook how, how... bad the behavior was either it's it's, it's a tough call yeah th- that's a real tough call coach and I, I i absolutely hate bullies i always uh stuck up for kids that were getting bullied my whole mm-hmm. entire life I, I always have coach mm-hmm. and uh i always wondered like you like you said oh the popular kids were picking on the kids that weren't popular yes if those kids are popular what are they doing what are, what do they have to waste any time with a kid that isn't popular it's a great point. i never understood that it's a great point basically you know? what bullying is is a way of Nurturing your own ego, right? Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. which which is despicable. It's at the expense of the feelings of somebody else. It almost goes back to your uh, discuss with with the corruption in politics, right? It's kind of a similar thing. Premeditated greed, which increases your wealth at the expense of somebody else, and it's and it's thought out. That's what makes it so disgusting. Yes, coach, Uh, I agree. All right. I'm not sure how we got on that sidetrack, but uh, thought we'd mention that. 888-463-6748, the phone number. Big Dog and the coach at your service right up until 11 o'clock. We go from NHL hockey, Big Dog, to the always exciting NBA exhibition basketball. 
Okay, it's not that exciting, but the Bulls did play last night. Beat Toronto, our Chicago area team won. And guess who one of the uh, unsung stars was, Big Dog? Your guy. The seven-footer from, where is he from, Turkey? From Turkey, Coach. Omar Asik, nine points, eight rebounds, three blocks. Dare I say, Big Dog, a star. Half been born. And his name and is Omar Asik. hard, hard personal fouls, Coach. <laughs> you know, you have no idea how happy I am that he is not uh, a seven footer with an outside shot. Every time I hear that, I just cringe. I just, I'm, <laughs> I'm done with that particular player. He's actually a center who bangs bodies and throws his elbows and, and rebounds and blocks shots. Uh-huh. What a center supposed to do. Okay. So it's, a, I don't need a wide receiver who's a good field goal kicker, coach. <laughs> if you know what I'm getting at. It's, I'm yeah. so happy about this kid. You know, it was funny as I was watching the game yesterday <laughs> and I noticed how fluid so like when I got home last night, I, you know, I, I turned the Bulls replay on, and I noticed how fluid everybody's moving. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't remember Derek. I know he's a great athlete. I was like, but he looks like a like he's better athlete right now. And, I, and then I realized, oh, these guys haven't played like for five months consecutively straight. You know, they actually everybody looks more athletic in the preseason because mm-hmm. their bodies aren't all banged up. You know, obviously they'll be playing better basketball in a couple months, and, and there'll be more intensity, but. Uh, the game of basketball breaks your body down a lot. I, I don't, I don't know if you understand really what I'm getting at, but it just looks funny to see ten guys on the court that weren't nursing injuries at the time. Yeah, and I think the other part of it too is the defenses uh, at the exhibition season aren't exactly playing full tilt, so the offense could be a little bit more fluid. That might add to it. I would have well. to disagree with you. I was even, I was considering the defense the way they were be able to keep people in front of them and stuff. Okay. That's, I would, I would disagree with you on that okay. one. I was just. Uh-huh. I, I, Maybe it's maybe it was just it was two o'clock in the morning and mm-hmm. I've had too many discussions. Mm-hmm. Uh, email from Cinemax Cindy. She wants to know who would you rather draft: a seven footer who has a very good outside shot or a point guard who can rebound inside? I'll take the point guard who can rebound inside. Okay. Yes. Yes. Doesn't distribute the ball very well. Limited outside shot, but surprisingly good rebounder for five eleven. Well, he's not a shoot first point guard, is he? <laughs> He's not a shoot second or shoot third either. Oh, that's not good. That's oh, not good. goodness. Okay. All right, but you're a fan of Omar Asik. I have not seen enough of him play to judge yet, but uh, you not He's only like the nine happy. points, the eight assists, you like those four hard fouls, huh? Oh, absolutely, Coach. I want a big body in there. I want I, I want somebody that people are afraid of. I want somebody that 29 teams in the NBA hate. And we love. That's what I want as mm-hmm. our as our backup center coach. All right. What about though, the fact that Joakim Noah? I found this somewhat curious. Playing forty minutes, played the entire game. I think he sat out two and a half minutes. Why would you play a guy who's had injury problems in the past as much as Joakim Noah in an exhibition game? That might be the dumbest. Are you seriously played that much? Yep. He played forty minutes in an exhibition game. Maybe they're trying to get him in condition uh, and get him prepared, but. Boy, you need him healthy for the regular season. Played yes. great, too. 14 points, 16 rebounds. You'd be disappointed, though, Big Dog. Only one hard foul. Well, that that's fine. He doesn't need to follow anybody hard in the preseason. We need to keep his reputation. Yeah. Uh, you know, like he needs to be able to like get calls and not, you know, have bad calls called against him. Now that we have the The guy's got plantar fasciitis. Yeah, exactly. So why are we playing him 40 minutes? Go figure. I don't know. That's Go dumb. Figure. Yep. Um... One minor concern, Tom Thibodeau, the brand-new coach for the Bulls. I don't know if you've been watching or not, and I, and I like the guy overall. I think he's going to be a good coach. One minor concern, though, is that he might 
have what I like to call DCD. You know what's what DCD that? is? Doug? I'm afraid to find out. Doug Collins' disease. And that is excited. that he's he's this young, energetic, hardworking coach, but he he's going to get so into it and so intense that he's not going to be able to loosen up, relate to the play. He's going to take his job too serious. You know what happened to Doug Collins. Great basketball guy. Great guy. But he got too wrapped up in the job. I'm worrying that might happen to Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, and definitely you want to stay away from Jerry Cross's wife. Definitely. Well, and uh <laughs> Yeah, well, obviously, she, hopefully she isn't around the, the, the place anymore. Uh, you know, it, it's funny you say that because last night as I was, I'm watching highlights on ESPN, Greg Popovich, coach of the Spurs, I, I, I don't even probably have to ask you this, but you would probably rate him one of the top coaches Love. in the NBA, wouldn't you, Coach? Love Greg Popo. Well, do you know what he did last night? He uh, was late in the game. Talk about just it's, it's preseason. And he knows that this game doesn't really mean much. Hey, let's let's have some fun. He hands the clipboard to Manu Ginobili and made him write up the last play of the game. <laughs> and it worked. Uh-huh. And the players all run off the court. All these rookies run off the court. They're hugging Ginobili and, like, carried him off the court. You know, they show Popovich. He just smiles and as he walks mm-hmm. off. It's hard. Yeah, that, that's, what, that's what it's about every once in a while. Have a little fun. I know they're a veteran team and the Bulls aren't. Yep. But, you know, have a little fun every yep. once in a while. Yeah, but I think today's modern players buy into that. or That's the wrong expression. Respond to that. Much better then they do the constantly intense coach. We saw that a little bit on HBO's, uh, um, I forget what the show, you know, the inside look at the New York Jets. What's the show called? Hard Knocks. Yeah, on Hard Knocks, Rex Ryan taking that approach with the New York Jets. Some say he went a little bit too far, maybe. But I think today's modern athletes, they need at least a little dose of that. You can't, I know they're getting paid a ton of money and it's big business, yada, yada, yada. They're still human beings. They're still young guys. They're still playing sports. you got to find times to loosen things up, no question. Absolutely, Coach. Love Popo. Love Popo. Greg Popovich. You remember when he took over the team like 20 years ago? As He was yeah, the general manager. He was, he was the oh. GM. He fired Bob Hill, the coach, and said, I'm taking over the team myself. And he had very limited, if any, basketball coaching experience. Bob Hill called it a complete joke that he won't last more than two months. And here he is 20 years later. Quite, I, I'm going to say one of the Least known, underrated, great coaches in any professional sport in our modern day era, Big Doug. I will agree with you wholeheartedly, Coach. Yes, uh, the, the Greg Popovich is thoroughly underrated. Nobody knows who this guy is. Mm-hmm. If you're not a, like a diehard basketball fan, seriously, ask somebody. Are you, are you a basketball fan? Yeah, I'm a basketball fan. Who's the coach of the Spurs? They wouldn't know. They would say Rudy Tomjanovich. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they would say him. I don't yeah. know. But yeah, nobody knows Greg Popovich is even yeah. the coach down there. And it's maybe that's more... even a, a better case of why he's doing such a good job. Yeah. He stays out of the limelight. I like the fact that, uh, you know, the championships are great. That's the ultimate. But what's impressive with me over his, I don't think it's quite 20 years, maybe I'm exaggerating a bit, but a long run with San Antonio, even in their non-championship years, they're competitive. They do not have a down year. You don't hear a lot of problems. with. They're always good, and they're sometimes great. That's pretty impressive over a long period of time. Yeah, I'm not taking anything away from Greg Popovich, but no. Tim Duncan has a lot to do with that, too, because you're talking about a guy that's yeah. just a quiet leader setting an example. Yeah. And, you know, he built the roster. He's got the Ginobili's, mm-hmm. the Parkers, you know, the the – that Tim Duncan's on it, so yeah. you know he. So you, I'm not. You can't discredit uh, his coaching ability because his GM ability is what brought the team together. You mm-hmm. know, so it, it all works out hand in hand. All right, we started. And, and to be honest with you, I think more coaches should be the GMs of their basketball team. There's only 12 players. 
you're the one that should be able to put it together. I, what does a general manager in basketball really have to do? Well, if you're the Chicago Bulls, you got a general manager, you've got an assistant general manager, and then you've got like two assistant. I mean, they've got like four lines between the coach and the they owner have of the assistant team. Assistant secretaries. Yeah, and they you're have right. An assistant to the secretary. How do you have an assistant to the secretary? We're basically talking about a game where uh, five guys on the court try to put a ball into a hoop. Do you? And, yeah. there's, and there's 12 total players on the team. Your point is extremely well taken. Why do you need? That much management for the simple game of basketball. All you need, all you need, if you're going to have a general manager, you really just need somebody in charge of your European scouting and somebody in charge of your American scouting. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. Yeah. And tell me, tell me what's up. Because uh, I can watch basketball every single day and figure out which players in the NBA I want on my mm-hmm. team and don't want on my team. I mean, really, coach. I, now, I understand why you need a general manager in football, 53 roster spots. It's that it's 22 positions you need to fill in. I mean, that's it's more than that, really. You need to fill in about 30 positions in yep. football. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's pretty good point. Totally different, and baseball is different too. Good point. Heck of a show today, big dog. In one hour, in one hour, we were able to uh, break down the baseball playoffs. We just broke down. Period. Um, we were able to give a, a little, uh, if not significant, ode to our favorite team, the Chilean Miners, and we. Certainly wish the continued success in the rescue mission going on there. Uh, you gave some great advice, both the baseball commissioner, Bud Selig, and his daughter, Wendy. I thought, quite frankly, that was the highlight of the show. NHL, NBA, and we did a brief ode to Greg Popovich. All big dog within one hour. That's pretty damn impressive. Yes, I, uh, to be quite honest with you, I'm absolutely exhausted right now. <laughs> All right, well, you and your pictures of Wendy Selig can retire and um, just make sure nothing shows up on YouTube, okay? No, there won't. Yeah, I promise. Don't you. don't text me any pictures. I don't want that anymore. All right, dog. Great job. We'll uh, talk to you tomorrow. Okay. Later. Spread the truth. That's the. <laughs> That's how we used to end our radio show, David. I'd say spread the truth, and somebody else would say and pass the gas. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll do it again tomorrow at ten. Two guys at a mic. Talkzone.com. Signing off, David Olson, our producer. Thank you so much. Have a great day, everybody.